Welcome to Access Nation, a podcast that is solely dedicated to the lift and access industry. Our mission is to keep you informed on the latest industry news and current events. Welcome to Access Nation. This is the podcast dedicated to the lift and access industry. I'm your host, Phil Dwayne, and I want to try to educate everybody on the changes and upcoming events in the lift and access industry. Keep in mind, we have a lot of changes coming in the laws as far as load uh, sensing in the booms and wind with the scissors and training. So there's a lot that we have to stay current on. I want to I use this podcast to help keep everybody informed and entertained. Um, if you work in the lift industry and you've been around it for a while, we used to call them booms and scissors. Uh, then we called them AWPs, Aerial Work Platforms. Now we're going to call them MEWPs, like let's confuse the shit out of everybody about what the hell these things are. But to me, they're boom scissors and telehandlers, and that's what I'm going to focus on on this podcast. Stay tuned because i got a good topic to start out today and uh, give you an idea of where this podcast is going. To stay current on all Access Nation news and events, please follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at Nation Access. And for today's topic, ANSI A92. It's the new standard for uh, access equipment, and we're going to follow the IPAF standard, International Powered Access Federation. And that's the standard that they use in Europe, and we're going to use it here in the U.S. And I want to kind of break it down what it means to everybody, and we can all have a discussion of how it's going to affect our business or what it means to the industry. But here's kind of how it breaks down, and I'm going to do it in simple terms. There's a lot of damn fine print with this. Um, I'm not good at fine print, and most of the rental guys or the people that rent these booms or a counter guy that takes a call for a 60-foot boom rental today or a guy who you know changes out a controller on a boom lift this is this is podcast is for you to say okay what is going on in the industry today and that's why i'm doing this so even if you put it on the speaker in your at the rental counter when i do them listen to them i'm going to try to help you and i'm not going to mislead you and i want to be very accurate what i tell you i've been in touch with tony Grote. he's a north american regional manager for ipath and i've kind of broken it down into three segments this ansi a92 standards there's booms there's scissors, and there's training. Now, when it comes to the booms lift, it's fairly simple. Um, whatever weight you have in the platform is going to register in the machine, and if you're overweight, the machine's not going to go up. And, and it's that simple. With that, the OEMs have been making booms for Europe because this IPAF standard comes from Europe. They've been making booms that meets the standard. So I don't think it's a lot of change for them uh, to have this technology in the boom, um, I don't know if they've exactly mastered it the way the U.S. market works, but they know what they're doing uh, when they make a boom to have load sensing. It adds cost to the machine. Of course, nobody likes adding cost, but um, they. I think the product is going to be fine as far as quality-wise, and what you did, you, the booms you got this year are probably going to be real similar other than if you're overweight, you're not going to be able, it's going to not let you go up in the air. So, that's with the booms. Um, with scissors, it's going to be more about wind-related, and they have to be, be tested, um, you know, as far as how much wind you have and what will the scissor lift withstand. 
and they're going to rate them a couple of different ways. There's going to be an indoor and an outdoor and, and kind of like a dual rating to where it will go indoor and outdoor. And as many scissor lifts, just say 19-foot scissor lifts out there, and we know if there's a high-rise going up somewhere, these scissor lifts have been um, they've been a part of the wind all along since we've been making scissor lifts. So I don't think, you know, when it comes to scissors, any of the OEMs will be having trouble. Um, I don't think you'll notice a difference from your customers from that standpoint. Um as far as the scissor lifts go. So that won't be much of a change. The big factor with this standard to me is the training. Okay. Because everything's going to be put back on the companies that hire the operators that are in the machines. And so if you want to know, if you're a rental rep right now, or you're a branch manager, or you own your own rental company, you have access equipment, you, you need to get dialed in with this training. And, and maybe the large corporations, you know, the big contractors, the key wits of the world, and, and those kind of people, they're going to probably have their own internal system uh, to train uh, their operators on, on going up in the MEWPs, and that is the new term for a boom or a scissor, MEWP. Um, they're going to have their own training standard for their operators. But if you want an advantage with your customer base, you got to get a hold of this training portion and get your get your operators trained and and the way we used to do it i think you know we made advances much you know big advances but it isn't to the true new standard we're gonna have to we have to step it up and guys are gonna have to really spend some time to understand what they can and can't do in a boom and scissor and so if you're trying to go rent more booms and scissors you need to get with your customer base and start the conversation right now as far as I want to get you guys trained so there's not a hiccup in this, okay? That's the big advantage, I think, that most of you guys will have uh, with this new standard. The, the other thing that we don't know about it is how much weight do guys really put in these booms when they go in the air? And if you get two guys in a bucket of bolts, and let's say we're talking about a steel erector, man, that, that's a lot of weight. And will, will the new booms meet their expectations and to me in being in this business for you know since the late 90s um and and knowing the rental companies and 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 how we are so involved in customer service and making our customer happy um the guy gets in the boom it doesn't go up get this new boom off the job and send me one like i used to have when i used to do this job and and how we handle those conversations uh, with with the customer and what we do is going to determine a lot. I mean, this feels like this can turn into kind of like a crane as far as the way the training's built, and we don't want to hurt the industry. Keep in mind, you, if you were a part of this in the '90s and you see where we're at today, you know they're reporting over six hundred thousand aerial units in the marketplace in the U.S. today. It's grown and it's grown huge. Um, and anybody that's been around for that long knows it. And if you're a renting it, you've seen the dollars come your way. If you were making it, you saw the dollars come your way. We need to stay focused on this portion and, and make sure we execute this right. And we don't adopt policies or make it difficult that all of a sudden now we got to make this like a crane as far as you got to have like a formal education on how to operate these booms. Granted, we all want to be safer. 
We all want everybody to be safe on the job and get the job done right. But this ANSI A92, um, you know, and it's tough being a rental guy because you got to know about skid steers. You got to know about loader back. You got to know so much. And how can you be an expert at all? Every company I know is going to take this training thing serious. And you got to get with your customers and you got to say, hey, we got to do this, you know, and we're going to make it right. And the booms are going to be different, but we got to pay attention. Uh, to how much weight we put in them. That's today's topic, ANSI A92. Look, join our Twitter and our LinkedIn page, and I want your feedback on this because the more educated we become in all this, it only helps the industry. And last I looked, we're all making a pretty good living in it, and I've made a great living in it over the years, and I want everybody who joins it or has been a part, let's keep making this grow and doing the right things. If you are short an 80-foot boom or higher when your customer demands it, Please make us your first call. Shemp Wholesale Re-Rent. 816-749-3343. Welcome back to the podcast, Access Nation here. I um, want to give you guys some direction on where we're going with this. And if you ever remember the old Lift Leader magazine that Lift and Access purchased, and it was kind of the mainstream Lift publication, uh, Guy always put together the equipment rodeo, and he tested a lot of products to, uh, against their spec that's published. And that goes back in the day, day. But I thought it was a great thing. And and when the when the lift leader came out, I mean that was a publication for for lift equipment. And and I want to kind of try to take that to another step for this podcast, and and probably include some video as new products come out, or as an example. You know, we did not like deaf fuel in the industry, so we started making big telehandlers with small horsepower to avoid deaf fuel. And, you know, I don't know. Everybody says it's accepted in the market, but the true performance of the machine, I don't know if it's, anything's been published or how well it does in the mud. Um, Guy did a great job back then in holding people accountable. Okay, this is what the machine does. Now, will it still rent? Will your customers take it? Yes, probably. But at the same time, when when you're when you're adjusting your fleet and you're doing the things you want to do to help your customers in those big purchases, um, I want to help you. And and so I want to try to get some video stuff. But you'll have to really get involved in the LinkedIn and the the Twitter that we're going to use because those are going to be the two platforms we're going to use the most to try to bring information to help the industry. Um, the other thing I want to try to do is bring in some major construction companies uh, and they're key people that really pay attention to the access industry. Um, they're out there and they spend a lot of money. And, you know, at one point, um, people used to use shovels to dig. Uh, now they have uh, many excavators that they use. And so there's been people involved in construction companies that help the progression of equipment that helps them get the job done safer and quicker. And so I want to I touch base with these kind of construction companies that are involved in the access industry and get real discussions with them and, and get it back as feedback to you guys who are out calling on them every day. Maybe it's a, you know, a superintendent or this or, you know, who knows what the situation is, but make it educational that maybe I can do some of the legwork for you. So when you do call on a job site, oh, by the way, this is available. You need to use it. You need to try it. We have it available. All that fun stuff. 
and that is a just a tool and a resource for you guys. And that's some of the stuff I want to get into. But you know what? If people aren't going to be involved in this, and I, I really do think they will because if we're the kind of guys that go to a job site and look up, uh, you know who you are. Uh, you know how this industry is built, and you've seen the growth of it. Let's let's take it up a notch. Let's do the stuff that, that makes us all better. And I know it's very competitive out there, as well as new products and maybe a rate watch. I mean, the equipment's being rented very, very cheap for the capital expenditure that, that we have to make to get them on the jobs and the trucks and the mechanics and, and all the training is going to be involved coming up. And, you know, it's it's just healthy for all of us and everybody to be educated in this because uh, it helps things, whether it be return on investment, safety, um, and growing your company if you have a rental company. And then I want discussions with industry pioneers. And probably the first name comes to first name that comes to mind would be someone like Don Ahern, um, Mike Neeland, um, some of the major fleet guys, you know, with the national rental companies. It helps the smaller guys too, but you know, the smaller guys need the bigger guys. And the you know, the more product that's out there, it just creates the, you know, the medium that we need. And honestly, a secondary market for access equipment, you know, there's a great secondary market for telehandlers. Be, and, and so the resale values are very high with that. And that helps the rental rate because guys can rent them for less knowing that at the end of the machine's life cycle and rental, they can get out of it for X amount of dollars. And, and that helps their ROI, but it also helps the guy who says, I really can't afford a new one, but I'd love to have a five, six-year-old unit, seven-year-old unit, and, and I want to own it. And we need to do that with aerial stuff. And, and low-level access is a big thing, too, in, in replacing ladders, which is more dangerous than, I mean, I think that's the most falls that most people have is off ladders. So giving you guys confidence that work with the products and, you, you know, rent them every day and talk to your customers about them, you know, that's what I want to do with this podcast. And I want to take it to a level that helps. And look, Last I looked, I'm not rich from advertising on this. I'm doing it because I care about the industry and I want to do it. Now, do I want to be rich? Hell yes, all of us do. I mean, that's the purpose of work for the most part. But at the same time, this podcast is for the Access Nation. It's for the people that look up on a job site and they want to make it better. And I don't care if you work for a contractor and you use a sizzle lift two or three times a year. Tune into this and for 20 minutes of however many segments and you can see the you know how I'm going to title them and if it interests you listen and 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 also give us feedback on Twitter and LinkedIn and and you can read the dialogue that guys put back and let's make this industry great as it's changing all the time thanks for tuning in I'm Phil Dwayne and next week I'm considering doing something on auction values as far as resale values of equipment and knowing that if things don't go well with this new standard, the old booms could be worth more than the new ones. And and I want to just pay attention and create a watch. I mean, that's one. And then I'm going to have a product segment. And within that product segment, there's other machines out there. I mean, you know, most of us take an order for a 60-foot boom, and it's just rule of thumb. It's like going to buy, you know, milk or, or bread at the store. You know, there's other products. You know, one good example is the compact crawler machines or the, you know, the atrium type lifts. Nobody makes them in the U.S. They're all made in Europe. And they're, they're taking a foothold here in the U.S. because guys are finding applications. Their rental rates are good. And, 
you know, those are the kind of products that you guys and, and, and we all need to educate ourselves on and say, okay, this works here. Can it work somewhere else? And does it help the customer do what he wants to do? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to get the job done safer, faster, more effective. And, and the, that's why we have equipment in this world is for those reasons. And I don't care if it's agricultural, construction related. Equipment's designed to help people get things done faster and safer. And, and at the end of the day, you know, that's what it's all about. And then we go have a wonderful life and make a little money along the way and have some fun. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Phil DeWayne, I can't wait to keep bringing this content to you. Like me on my Twitter. Join me. Join me on LinkedIn. I'll see you next week. Please follow us on Twitter at Nation Access and LinkedIn. This podcast is purely based off of opinion and welcomes your feedback. This is not a substitute for an ANSI, CSA, or ISO compliant training by a qualified professional.